We're getting to the bottom of bad farmer advertising. Listen to the all-new Creative ICU podcast series as we scrub up and dissect the most fatal ailments affecting healthcare creativity. Listen weekly, wherever you get your podcasts. Proudly brought to you by AdvertisingHealth.com and the London International Awards. Ah, yes. I see what's happening here. The disclaimer is clogging out the communication flow. Ten bladeys. Welcome, Dr. Orgy. How are you? I am very well, except for a cold, but otherwise great. <laughs> well, I hope you, I hope you get better. Um, you know, normally we ask all our surgeons to be um, fit and healthy, but thank you for making the time to do this operation in, in poor health, but we really appreciate it. Who is the patient in today's uh, dissection? Fixie House Rules, which is uh, a new contraceptive gel. Brilliant. So um, uh, for those of you who don't know, Orgy and, and myself were on the Pharma jury at the London International Awards. Um, of course, this piece came up. Of course, we all loved it. Um, and, you know, phenomenal piece of work. Um, would you mind explaining to to the audience, those who p- perhaps haven't um, seen the, the work, um, Orgy, would you mind explaining what it's about? Oh, absolutely. Um, well, I, I, I selected uh, Fexi House Rules uh, today because um, it was really pure American pharma. It had to deal with MLR, OPDP, and fair balance and still survive as a watchable, informative, and dare I say, entertaining uh, group of films uh, that all take place inside a vagina. (laughs) It's great. It's great. Uh, I think, as we dissect, we'll get into it. But for me, the thing that stood out as well in this is that I don't think many brands particularly in this category have ever been so direct brutally honest and just sort of irreverent about the subject matter which i think really stood out and took a lot of bravery yeah no i i would agree you're so right uh the fact that it's a pharma commercial that even dares to say the word for china mm. uh normalizes it um and normalize is really what should be a perfectly good word that's been laden down with taboos for eons mm, mm. uh the idea itself was you know culturally smart witty whimsical um but it also i think sent an empowering message to women that they no longer have to put up with birth control with hormones because that's really the point of difference with this product um because birth control with hormones mess with their bodies and uh, with this pr- new product, without those hormones, they get to rule their own bodies. I think that's where the name comes from, House Rules. Yeah. Fantastic piece of branded work. I mean, we all know the struggle it takes, especially when it comes to um, TV in the United States for you know DTC work of this caliber. It is an absolute um, minefield to get the work out. So... The, the team must have done a fantastic job in uh, navigating all of the regulations that all you were talking about there. Um, can you speak a bit to, to the craft? Because I think, you know, this idea could have fallen short quite easily. You know, when you think about a celebrity endorsement ad, you're like, oh, okay, you know, a bit boring. But they really ramped up the craft. Can you, can you tell us a bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, it was one of the things that I loved about it. The art direction was beautiful. Uh the storytelling and the, even the visual composition of each frame all the way through to the set design, uh, which looked like you were inside of like a, a harem or something, uh, to the way it was shot, which clearly utilized high production values, which subconsciously would always suggest to an audience 
that what's being presented to a person is a very high quality product. And those things do matter. So really, we've, we've got to sort of, you know, also applaud the client, um, which is, a, a, they're not a big pharma company. I think their name is uh, Evenbio or Evenbio, uh, because they were willing to really spend the time and, of course, the money to make sure the production, the art direction, everything was really beautiful. Mm. Uh, and e- even the copy. Uh, the copy was so charming and beautiful. witty and whimsical and uh, I-, I think had this great sort of tongue-in-cheek, double entendre thing going on. And, and frankly, it was really cheeky. It left you with, like, you know, that wink and a smile. Yeah. Uh, so some lovely copy too. Oh, fantastic. I, I particularly enjoy the scene where she's um, she has a chainsaw and she's uh, around the sort of framing of her is this walled, uh, walled <laughs> rose garden, which is clearly overgrown, and um, she's trimming it back, which I thought was hilarious <laughs> as, a, as a euphemism. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was hilarious. I mean, there's yeah. some real, real good laughing moments in there, even though it's a farmer ad. Um, <laughs> and the as you know, afterwards, I was like incredulous. I'm going, well, where was the fair balance? Where is it? And actually the fair balance happens when she goes behind a screen and she's doing her change of clothing. She's getting into like a sexy outfit for whoever's, you know, coming into her vagina later that day. And uh, that's when it's happening. And I was so engrossed with the clothes going over the top of the, uh, uh, I guess, area where she was changing that um, I – Really didn't even notice the fair balance. Honestly, it was oh. beautifully delivered. Simply done. That's that's the, such a good lesson for everyone. You know, fair balance is a chore, and it's in this market for any branded work. We know that you have to get across the safety and regulations, and the you know all the all of the horrible stuff, which you know is makes uh, American advertising, pharma advertising, you know hated i guess within the market Um, but to do it in to use creativity and to use ways to distract the audience whilst they're sort of running through all of that uh, legal requirement is it's really it's really important and it's really a good example of how um, you can use creativity creativity to sidestep some of those distractions oh absolutely and honestly that's why i chose this one because we were in a pharma jury and this was created for a real prescription medicine from a real pharmaceutical company and not just for a feel-good NGO or charity. It did all the regulated FDA heavy lifting, yet with kind of a light heart that made it fun to engage with. Mm, mm, exactly. Um, should we talk a bit about the, the celebrity endorsement? So Annie Murphy was the, the casting here. Yes. Uh, she, you know, she's phenomenal, I think. The team did a great job casting her. She is, in fact, a Fexi user herself, so it wasn't just um, a sort of uh, just, just using someone for their celebrity status. Um, you know, do you is this something you you get a lot with with your pharma brands? Do your clients have already existing partnerships with celebrities that you have to sort of work around. Uh, actually, very few of them. Uh, very few of the ones I work with, and I work with some really huge ones, um, actually have any. Uh, people that they use on a regular basis. I do have one client now that's considering a group of like all different kinds of celebrities um, to get one of their messages across. Um, and that would be tremendously helpful, I think, to their cause. You know, when you pick the right celebrity, there, you know, there is power behind it. There's no doubt about it. In this case, though, Annie Murphy was, even if you didn't know who she was, 
She was perfect because her attitude was easy breezy, but warm. She gave you information delivered in a very nice, fun, you know, as I said, wink into camera kind of way. Um, I think she would have won over anybody that was watching it, even if they didn't know she was a celebrity. Mm, so true. Um, you know, we we talk about craft and we're like, oh, you know, the art direction or the the, the sort of design or the, the copy, but casting when it comes to films, my God, it's probably the most important, you know, who's in the, who's the lead character telling your story because it can fall so flat um, depending on how someone delivers your idea. Yes. Well, yeah. actually, I think if they do some pull-outs of this, mm. um, I would hope that next time they would perhaps pick another celebrity. Mm. Uh, this time, though, it would be lovely if it were perhaps a, an African-American woman yes. or someone that was uh, Latinx. Um, I think that would be really nice. Latina would be great um, because, you know, she's she's certainly Caucasian. That's lovely, but I think it would be nice if they didn't just keep using her forever. I think in this case, if you really want to be a bit more inclusive, I think having some other celebrities uh, carry the message would be really super. And they did do that a little bit because there were other other uh, videos that they created. Um, so I think pr probably in those secondary videos that was happening, not so much in the main one. Yeah. The uh, yeah. The, I mean, it it wasn't just a really fun. Uh, engaging piece to watch. Uh, these videos actually did have some really decent results and that's important. We want work that works. Um, I, I believe it had an 82% lift in, di in dispensed actual, you know, units of, of the product. So that's really important. Fantastic. Um, so results do matter in all of these uh, award yeah. shows. Yeah. Especially when it comes to this, um, this category pharma and, you know, at the end of the day, it's about the treatments, getting them to as many people as possible so that they can you know, live, ultimately live better lives or whatever it may be. In this instance, live any life you choose. Um, so that's awesome. And I think, you know, the, the the quality of this piece, there were some other branded, I would say, you know, sort of North American DTC type of commercials that were entered, which just fell, they, they fell flat or maybe fell into the trap of being formulaic, you know, with like, you know, um, maybe problem solution a bit too much where it's like, oh, you know, living with your insert disease is not very cool, but insert product, happy, you know, happy patient. Um, and I think that's something which as an industry, um, this case film, the Fexi work really gives us something to take back to our clients, um, take back to our teams and be like, okay, you know, this is possible. You can have fun with serious issues. You can do things in a more irreverent way um, and look how successful it is. Yeah, absolutely. Now, admittedly, this was contraception, so it wasn't about a, a big disease. But even so, um, there can be a, a, a touch of humour, uh, I think, when it's a disease that isn't lethal. Yes. You know, perhaps it's like dermatitis or something. Yes. Um, and I think it's, it's important to, obviously, if it is a more serious disease, it's life-threatening. But the point being, it doesn't have to be that formula. There's no reason why it can't be uh, an engaging piece of, you know, human-like film uh, that really pulls you in. Maybe it's just emotional, uh, but it doesn't have to be that kind of, you know, problem, um, fair balance solution kind of yeah. thing. That's a good. That's a good question. Actually, is as we're dissecting all of these brilliant pieces of work and something which I've battled with in in healthcare, which is 
um, our the array of emotions we have to play with in in, in our mm. in our work. You know, tone. Tone is a huge part of of what we present to clients. And you know, of of course, oncology being the most sort of somber and and um, you know, you have to be sincere. Is that is there any room? Uh, you know, as we're dissecting and discussing, do you think there's room for humor in that sort of a category, even at the sort of at, yeah. at, at a touch? Because it's you know, okay. someone once said to me, I think there was a talk um, in in Cannes about um, making pharma cool, and they were talking about everyone goes to the emotions like sadness, um, you know, keep fighting, courage, and all these no one really touches on humor and it's an un- it is a human binder you know um what do you think uh i well i just spent the weekend with my brother-in-law who is stage 4 non-small cell lung cancer oh my god he's been at stage 4 non-small cell lung cancer for nearly 5 years thanks to immunotherapy wow and so he's sort of living chronically with it so he's getting on with his life a lot of the time which many people are now with uh with cancer and so when you're back in regular life, mm. regular things happen, silly things happen, yes. and sometimes hilarious things happen. Yeah. And I've had many conversations with him where he's very real about, you know, uh, after chemotherapy, he has this constant ringing in his ears. <laughs> sometimes he picks up his phone. <laughs> Is it my phone or it's my bloody ears? I don't know. No, we giggle, you know. Yeah. Yeah. His eyes are always tearing because um, also chemotherapy is one of those leftover kind of wow. symptoms. And also he goes, you know, um, sometimes I'm crying and, you know, people think I'm upset about something or whatever. And yeah. he goes, actually, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. I, I think if we had real, you could have to do it, I think, with real patients. If it was real patients talking about their real lives mm. and the moments that maybe do get them down, but the ones that are just freaking hilarious because yeah. that's, life. that's life. There are moments in life that are just hysterical. Yeah. And, and uh, I, f- I think if we could maybe find those moments, then I think we've got a very different kind of pharma ad. Yeah. Well, that's very insightful. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's really, that's really um, beautiful, and all the best for for, for him, of course. Um, Thank I you. think, I think you're you're spot on. Uh, a real patient talking about their real experiences in no matter no, no matter which way, whether it's humorous, silly, irreverent, um, could be a power, very powerful and moving piece of communication. Um, so maybe something for our listeners to consider when they when they're working on their next project. Um, I guess you know, just wrapping up because uh, you know the, we only booked the surgical uh, operating theater for a few minutes, um, so I wanted to maximize it. Sitting in the jury room, going through all the work, and and speaking particularly about this campaign, what do you think would have made this campaign even better if there was something? It could, in your mind, it could be perfect. Um, and I guess the second follow-up question is. Um, what's your prognosis for pharma as a as a category moving forward? Well, that last question is really big. I know that's not a follow up. That's a that's yeah. A, that's, that's a, a whole interview. <laughs> um, I would say if I look, I, I really only have one negative thing to say about the uh, about house rules. Um, but I guess it wasn't clear why at the end our spokesperson exits the vagina on a scooter. Um, <laughs> You know, maybe like creativity itself is just going to remain one of life's mysteries. I don't know why she 
exited that way um, yeah. through through the hole of the vagina. That's <laughs> a weird ending. Um, <laughs> I'll meet the creatives one day and uh, probably ask them that question. So, what what was the symbology of that exactly? You know, uh, in terms of where farmer is going, I I, I think farmer is going towards using technology in some better ways using experience, experiences in, in, in ways uh, rather mm-hmm. than just advertising. What we have to understand is, is that our audiences are changing. Millennials, Gen Xers, they don't like advertising or being advertised to. Mm-hmm. Um, we always used to love it um, as, a, as an older person. Um, I always enjoyed, you know, a good piece of advertising. I knew it was advertising. I was okay with that. But the millennials don't want that. It's got to feel a lot more real. They also want to know that pharmaceutical companies are not just out there trying to sell a drug. They want to know that pharmaceutical companies are out there actually looking at people's lives with certain diseases or um, anything else that marginalizes them, disenfranchises them, whatever it may be, and looking at those lives and finding ways to make that person's life somehow a little better right? It's about leveling the playing field for people who are sick versus people who are not. And when they see that pharmaceutical companies are actually actively doing something about someone's life, they're more likely to think very favorably of that particular company and therefore more favorably and perhaps might be more consistent with, more persistent with the drugs that that company puts out into the world because they feel better about them. And I think drug companies need to think about not selling, but serving. And I think that's where it really has to go. And uh, one last thing I'll say, which I saw even at Cannes, or didn't see much at Cannes, was Metaverse. The Metaverse, we've only dipped our toe into that. But I think the ways in which we can use that in health are legion. I do think that the animations we use have to get a lot more sophisticated. But imagine if people who are bedridden could go into a metaverse where their legs and their arms and their bodies don't get fatigued, where they can run with their grandchildren um, and be with their families physically in a way that in the real world they can't. Uh, There are so many ways in which we can use the metaverse that I think we've barely touched on that are going to help people who are really living with difficult conditions. So, that's where I think it's going, technology experiences and serving, not selling. Oh, I love I love serving, not selling. That's so important. And, you know, anyone listening, please remind your clients if they've got uh, if they've got treatments for certain diseases, they need to be looking at ways to serve that community, serve that disease population uh, in, in ways that aren't sort of self-serving. Uh, they have to be. Um, for the better good of of the world, because I tell you what, you, their competitors are starting to do it, um, and we're seeing work which is um, rising above just uh, the product and going to you know really helping the bigger picture, which is which is great and beautiful to see. So yeah, I love that, Or Orji. Thank you for your time. Um, thank you for scrubbing up with me. I hope I hope you had fun. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Tim. No problem. Speak soon. Thank you, everybody. Right, cheers. I'm going to need a bigger blade.